Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 138 from the Super Underground Bunker. Yeah. The underground above ground bunker um, that's in location undisclosed. But it's in San Diego. That's what we like people to think. That's true. That is true. That is true. Are we really there? Who knows? Who knows? What if we were doomsday preppers? What if... Well, okay, but that kind of kills it with Instagram. But I'd say you never follow us on social. We could play that role. We got everything we need right here in front of us. Uh, uh, We got board games. A room room full of uh, non-essential... I got my diamond random, to do. Random treasures that I've collected at thrift stores and garage sales. Ran, I, hey, at least you call the treasures not junk. No, man. This, it was somebody's junk, but it's going to be somebody's treasure. There you go. And it's been interesting because, like, you know, we can't go outsourcing right right now. But, man, I'm finding some treasures. It's like Christmas all over again. In your own death piles? Yes. I get my death clock. Like, today, I did Shame. Didn't, <laughs> Shame, shame, shame. But here's the thing. Maybe you want to call it destiny, providence, the universe, whatever you want to call it, made it happen that those death piles would stay death piles for a moment like this. Yeah, but let's let's do the counterfactual here, though. Let's okay. say let's say you already had all of those things listed. You might have already had a ton of cells, have gone out and sourced more things, and have over the year made even a higher profit. You don't know. It's, it's very possible. But actually, right now, it's funny. The stuff that I'm selling now is selling for way more now than it would have been when things were, can I say normal? What's normal? Can we, can we soak a little bit? Can we soak just for a moment? Stick with us listeners. There's a, there's a reason. Uh, Go for it. Don't you miss like garage sales? Yeah. Don't you miss, I miss people. Like I, as annoyed as I would be at estate sale lines, like I kind of miss that. Well, I miss, I I miss miss the the competition, but, but, uh. I don't know if I would necessarily say like I miss standing in lines. No, I know, but it's just, just the, just be, just the competition, just like going into like right now, like, okay, so let's say this goes on for a little bit longer, right? And by the way, if you're listening to this and this is the year 2029, what we're going to talk about today is very relevant. So stick with us. We're getting there. But <laughs> I always you can to, foresee the future. You know what's going to be. Relevant. I always have to throw this. Disclaimer. We're going to be talking about eBay right now. But and, what if, if eBay is not even around? But it will be around. 2029 saves this clip. By the way, Poshmark shipping went up. Remember we talked about that a while back? And you're like, hey, remember this? Rolando said it. How much did it go up? I don't know. It went up though. It went up when the rates went up. And they stopped doing shipping on certain um, home goods. They couldn't give you that deal anymore because it was too expensive. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. But well, I want to know what the price went up. I don't know. Wait, okay, we're right, going to keep the- talking. You keep right, talking. So, is garage selling after this going to be like social distancing, like only one at a time? So the, it's so, going to take time. So is there not going to be like competition? Like, is everybody going to have to like follow rules? Like you can only go like, you know, one, one or two people at a time, right? Estate sales is going to be like, I, I don't know. I just wonder. Or will there be something that, you know, we're going to be in a way better place a month or two and things will be back to normal. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm looking at the glass half full. That's just my life. That's how I got to roll. So, all right. All right. We've, we've bantered on for a little bit though. So thank you for all of you that stay with us. So do you know what we're talking about today? Yeah. Today we're talking about sourcing. Okay. All right. But little, it's a next level sourcing. It's next level sourcing. Yes. <laughs> what Brought if, you by Pure Hustle Podcast. Hey, because we want this to be relevant even when you're not going through a pandemic, which is crazy that I just said that line. So we're talking about sourcing when you can't leave home, which is kind of interesting because I really think I'm going to do more of this now than I've ever done before, even if things get better. Yeah. Online sourcing is great, man. I think a lot of people have kind of adapted and I'm telling you, this is going to, our reselling game is going to change. I think everyone is going to change the, what we list, how we source things, uh, shipping, all that's going to change. I mean, some a certain degrees more than others. So, so you've been doing some online sourcing already before all this went down, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's part of the issue and, and we'll probably talk about it more when we get there. But um, I found a few niches that I was doing pretty good on uh, buying things on auction, waiting till, you know, it would get close to ending. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But it will, things that weren't necessarily hot items at the time um, that would maybe be a little bit more long tail. I was picking up. Well, a lot of those niches that were kind of more long tail things so are good. flipping faster now. Yeah. Which is part of the problem, though, is it makes it harder to source because 
I can no longer source those things for very cheap. So now I need to pivot and change what types of things I'm getting. Um, but I do have a lot of experience with buying on eBay and doing re uh, eBay arbitrage. Uh, so buying, having stuff shipped to me, open up the package, uh, maybe take some new pic pictures, repackage it back in the package it came in if it came in good packaging and just list it you know yeah and it's been selling so ours is not going to be just about online arbitrage there's there's a whole bunch of ways that you can source right now that you may not have thought of or maybe you have now there's plenty of youtubers out there that have already dropped videos in the last week so we're just adding to the noise but our hope i know our noise is louder i hope it's yeah. more practical yeah turn turn us up turn us, turn up. us up all right but before we do that you got to think about, do you really need a source right now? Like, do you, do you, Mike, have to source right now? I mean, I don't have to because I'm, uh, I'm uh, more part-time and my sales have been pretty good. So I haven't necessarily needed to. But the thing is, I'm seeing the numbers of items in my store going down. Um, yeah. I still have a few, few piles of inventory reserves that I can use to kind of stock that up. But eventually, I mean, this can only carry on for so long before the pipeline starts to dry up, right? Okay. So you do have to find ways of, of getting more inventory in your store. Uh, so yeah, if you're a, a reseller at all, you have to source. Like, there's no way around finding a way to get your your items to sell. Otherwise, you're gonna. I mean, you might be good for a while. I mean, it's like anything. It's like having we talk about having you know three to six months of savings saved up, right? So it's like, well, if something happens, I lose my job. Something bad goes down, I'm good on savings. But you eventually have to get another job or find another way to get more income coming in. So yeah, I do need to source, but. Um, I've been carrying through this month. I could probably go another couple of months without seeing too much of a dip in my sales without having to source. Yeah. And so I'm on the other side where I probably, and for reals now, even though I keep finding more death piles, I probably got two weeks left, two weeks. And that depends. Like if, you know, and I, I don't know, it depends if the country opens back up on April 30th, but even then, what does that look like? Right. But here's the thing, whether you're listening to us during this pandemic or whether you're listening to us when we're in the roaring 20s of the 2020s, like this is still applicable because the fact is you always got to think about, do I really need a source and how much do I need to source? Let me give you some reasons why. One, we've already, we talked a lot about the death piles, right? So is there a bunch of stuff that's profitable that you just haven't touched, right? And, and what I'm finding is, as I'm going through on my death piles, I'm creating more death piles, meaning that like there's some things I'm like, OK, I want to source this. I want to list this and then ah, I'll get back to that later. And it, it's still not happening. Right. So there's that second. You got to reflect on, on why are you sourcing? Are you sourcing because you need retail therapy right now? Like, do you just you need you need to scratch that itch of garage sales and thrift stores and you're like, Man, I don't know, right? You get that feeling sometimes when you find something good and you're like, yeah, like, do you, is that what you're looking for? Is that what you're hoping to do? Because if you already have inventory that you can list and you're just going on there because you feel the need to buy, like, that's not a good reason, especially right now, right? Right now, I don't know, would you say people should be stacking their cash? Uh, I mean, I mean, just realistically. Outside I mean, of investing in the stock market yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, it, it, it's tough because everybody's situation is different. And, and okay. people have talked ad nauseum about the importance of social distancing and things like that. Um, and we know that everybody has to take a certain amount of risk, right? You need groceries. You're going to go out. You're going to potentially expose yourself. Um, but the thing that, that everybody's been trying to present, we still don't know exactly how bad everything is. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it's more than just you. You might be 20 years old, super healthy, and you might be thinking... You know, I can maybe go do some retail arbitrage right now. It's fine. I'm okay. But every time you go and you're potentially exposing yourself to more things, maybe you do catch something and you're asymptomatic, but you're continuing to go to stores every single day and you're touching items in the store and those things, then you're potentially, you become the agent that's carrying it to other people who may be more susceptible than you are. So there's a tough balance of trying to figure out like, at what point am I being loving and caring to my neighbors and the people in my community? And at what point do I need to take care of myself, right? Because the other aspect is this, if this is your income, then in a lot of ways it is essential, right? Like you need to find ways to make money. So it's a tough balance to find. I would say, I would say as much as possible, like you said, if, if, if the main thing is if you've got inventory reserves, you don't necessarily need to go out sourcing. Uh, maybe, maybe take the week or two weeks of, of just slowing things down, getting done what you have to do and not necessarily doing retail arbitrage and even being okay with saying like, Hey, I'm going to miss some money potentially that's out there. 
uh, but I'm doing my part. And everybody kind of has to find that balance of. So, of I love that you brought that up because I've been thinking about that. And I didn't know if we were going to talk about that on the podcast. But you see a lot of people flexing on Instagram, right? I've talked to you about this multiple times and I've shared this with other resellers. Like, am I doing something wrong by staying home? Right. There is so much profit out there right now that you can make in certain categories if you're able to source them. Right. And so we do have the big box stores are still open and the grocery stores. But then you have that very tough conflict where you have, you know, the presidential administration, the CDC and all that is saying, like, don't even go to the grocery store. Right. And so I appreciate you sharing that, Mike, because that's the other thing you got to think about. Right. You got to think macro. Right. The, the longer we go out, is it possible that longer that we're just hurting our own businesses because the economy stays closed longer? Right. Or or are you putting your own family? Like if I didn't have kids, I may be more likely to go out. Right. Because I worry about my younger son who is, you know, what is it? Is it called compromised? Yeah, immune compromised. I, I mean, right. Because he has asthma and so on. Like, am I putting him at risk? Right. So I have all these inventory reserves. And to me, I'm thinking about the long game. Now, the other thing I want you to think about is, is there going to be a lot more opportunity after this, right? Are you going to be buying stuff right now that will be cheaper in two weeks? And I'll give you an example. So I've done, I've done a lot of online sourcing in the last three days. I'm telling you, deals are coming up, right? Like today, I came across a lot of uh, Nike Jordans. Uh, that they were selling, I think it was like six to eight pairs for like under 20 bucks each, which I could easily flip for $60 a piece. Now I didn't source them because here's the other thing. I don't know what the market is right now. Right? So this is what I mean. You got to be careful what you're sourcing because are you sourcing something that's long tail right now? If it's a long tail and you need that cash, I would not source it. Like don't spend that money just because it's a good deal. Doesn't mean it's a good deal. Right. Maybe somebody else is offloading it because they've had it listed. And even with everything going on, they can't sell it. And now they're going to offload it to you and you're just going to end up stuck. So they 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 end up getting that money. Now you're tied up with your money. Well, and it, part of that, too, depends on on where you're at financially. If you're at a place where you've got three to six months or or your your store can operate for that long without necessarily having to 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 turn as much profit, Agreed. you might be thinking long term, like now might be the time to, you know, if someone's offloading basketball cards and baseball cards at extremely discounted prices, now might be the time to pick up those collections, knowing that it might be two or three years before they sell. But if you're getting them at a bargain now and you're not hurting for cash now, then go slow dime, go even slower quarter or whatever, right? Like, like really drag it out and, and you might be okay. But if you... If you're the kind of person like like you've made comments before where you need to make a certain amount of net profit each week or each month in order to kind of stay afloat, then those might not be the long-term things to buy. You might be thinking more fast nickel. What can I get that's going to flip quicker? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and like I said, I've changed my model. I'm a lot more fast nickel now than I've been. And as things get better, I'll probably slow down again to slow dime. But the other thing is too, is that, yeah, it, it's totally a financial thing, but... I don't know. I just, I, I, I worry because I think a lot, you know, we get a lot of fear of like, Hey, are we going to be able to have inventory? Are we going to be able to make money? Da, 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 da. And as a lot of you know, a lot of you are having a great amount of sales. You're not even doing the essential goods on Amazon. And that's the other thing you got to think about. There's a lot of people right now that are buying and as things get better or they get worse, they will return. So there's a lot of people dealing with returns right now. A lot. Like we're talking about, Returnary, but it's going to be in April and May. So you got to be careful on what you're sourcing. Like why I have gone full eBay pretty much. Like I would say I'm like 95% eBay right now. Now, Amazon sales are kicking in and I'm still getting sales, but I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just like, that's extra. That's icing on the cake. And the reason I'm doing that is because on eBay, like I am getting probably one out of, I don't know, I'm probably getting a return rate of 1% right now. At the most. And the reason being is that people are holding on to their money and the people that are buying stuff, they're making solid choices. It's not like it was when the economy was booming and it's like, oh, whatever. I'll buy this. I'll buy that. I'll buy this. Now it's like, okay, this is how much money I have. And I want to make sure I'm serious about what I'm purchasing. And I'm finding that there's a lot more serious purchases happening on eBay than there are on Amazon. And so that's just my perspective. Now, the other thing is, and I've already shared this and people in the 08 recession, I've talked about this and people have gone through other is that 
think about all the donations right now that aren't being dropped into the thrift stores. Think about all the closets that are being organized. Think about all the garages that are being cleared out. Think about all the opportunities right now that we don't know about. So is it possible that sourcing right now, you may be limiting uh, what you can buy because you're spending all this money that you could be spending later. So think about those things before you spend a single penny on anything. Because what we're going to talk about next is some of this takes big money to source right now if you're going to source online and some of it doesn't. So let's talk about that. Now, you've done some of this before, right? Didn't you order a box at one time from a company, like a big box? Yeah, I did like a, a Macy's return um, or not return. It was like a like uh, shelf pulls and that kind of stuff. A few returns in there. Um, and, you know, there's there's potential profit there. Uh, the hard part is those are really, 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 really long tail items, right? So yeah. I'd, I'd purchase a box just to give uh, just an easy number example. Let's say $500, buy a box. That box might be worth $900, but it might take two years to to actualize that profit. Did it take that long when you bought that box? Yeah, yeah. So oh, so okay. it's like a year or so before you break the break-even point. And then over the next year, it's like, oh, made $5 on this item, made $7 on this item. So it took a long time before that stuff really worked. Now, uh, one of the benefits is it, it is a quick way of, of increasing the inventory in your store, right? Like you can quickly increase inventory in your store by doing that. Uh, so if that's an issue, if you just want to get a lot of items, if you're selling on, on platforms like Poshmark, those types of things can be useful for like bundles, right? Like offer a bundle, uh, throw that in with something else that might be more profitable. Um, you can do those types of things. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if that's how I would be sourcing right now. Yeah. Well, some people are, some people aren't. You got to think about too that these companies, you call them wholesale bulk or wholesale or bulk companies, right? And, you know, we would list some of them, but again, we, we can't recommend any right now, right? So, but they're easy to find. And we'll talk about how to find these these stores, but it's it's not too tough. I mean, if you're on Instagram at all in the reselling community, you'll find them really quick. Yeah, or you just got to DM some people. And my, my suggestion is if you do go that route, this is the one key piece of advice I would give. It's going to be more expensive because you need to make sure you're buying from a higher end store. So for instance, um, one company might sell boxes or pallets or however they do it, truckloads you can get up to um, of clothing or of home decor or whatever it is that you're getting the, the shelf pulls and returns on. Um, and you have a couple of different options. You can buy the lower end box, which is like Kmart and Walmart stuff, or you can buy the higher end box, which is like Macy's or Nordstrom's, or you're going to be getting higher end stuff. You're going to pay per unit. I'm just giving an example here per unit. You might be paying like a dollar 50 per unit for the Walmart box. You might be paying $6 a unit from the Macy's Nordstrom box. But if you're buying from Walmart boxes, that stuff is just, it's not going to sell, right? Like if you're just getting a whole bunch of random, really, really, really cheap t-shirts that don't have brand, they don't have uh, a specific, you have no idea what you're getting, right? Like, I mean, you usually are buying like, I'm buying uh, junior women's clothes or I'm buying spring um, teen clothes or like whatever, like you pick like what type of stuff you want to get. But if you're getting something that's like a Walmart box, there's just not going to be profit there. Yeah, you're getting it cheaper, but you're buying cheaper stuff that you're not going to be able to sell. You're going to have to, to upfront a lot more to get the higher end box. But even still, those are long sales. There's more profit there, but you got to be willing to say like, yeah, I can drop $700 or $1,000 right now, knowing that it might take several years before I start turning a profit. Now that, and, and that's one perspective, right? There's the other side where there's also Amazon liquidation pal pallets. There's also you can buy like vintage gear, like you could buy like starter jackets and Carhartt and you can buy and there's electronics that you can buy. There's electronic pallets, which right now that, and that I, I agree with my, I think the same principle applies, right? And some of these, like you get a manifest and I, I remember our interview with the Side Hustle Network when they ordered something and they didn't get a manifest and it was like the, the worst purchase they ever made, right? It took two weeks to test all the electronics. Get it. Now, I do know others and some of you that listen to us that do Amazon on liquidation pallets and it's been great for you. Like you may get a pallet and it's like golden, like it's stuff that's flipping within 24 hours, right? But that's what I mean. Like at a time like this, you got to understand where you are financially, right? If you're going to drop 500 to $1,000, and you're like in a very tight place financially, then you better make sure there's a manifest and it's stuff that you can flip. If you're in a better place, then yeah, hey, you can run that gamble. Maybe you don't get the full manifest, but you may get a pallet and you're like, 
this is golden. Like I am going to score. Now there are other places that you can get bulk video games. You can get bulk used like console stuff. I mean, the stuff is out there. So do you, you know, do your search, right? Find what's best. I, I, you know, there are some people that have groups, so you can go like into Facebook groups or you can join Instagram groups and people are willing to share. I, we personally don't do those, but I know people that are very successful. So that's one avenue. But again, you're going to have to front load a lot of money, right? In those situations. So you got to be careful in those scenarios. Now, the other thing is we talked about is social media, right? You can source on social media, but it's very much like, what are you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, because we talked about it uh, a lot, the other podcasts. And, and one thing I just want to be clear on, like, just just to be transparent, because we are on, on Pierce Podcast, we're pretty real. <laughs> um, Orlando posts several times a day. We produce an, an insane amount of content with the podcast and with YouTube and with the, the Instagram and all of those things. We've got a, a, a fairly decent sized following on certain platforms, on so, certain social media platforms. And to be honest, like, sure, we've made some decent connections with other resellers. Like, hey, they've got something. But the reality is, even with the amount of content, the number of followers we have, the f- handful of deals that we've been able to make through social media, I don't want to sell it as like a dream of like, if you start a social media today and you get a couple thousand followers that you're going to be able to make connections and and, oh, and, and stay home. Yeah. Like the, it's just, it's not there. Like we've only had a handful of like, Hey, here's somebody who's selling this thing. And maybe it's, it's like a garage sale find, right? It's like, wow, that, that was a good find. And we've only had a handful of those over the several years or a couple years that we've been doing this. So Social media is a way where you can make connections, but I think uh, and if you're just starting out or if you just got a small store and you don't have a social media presence and you're not going to be able to like make the same kind of connections, you can still use your social media or your contacts with friends and family to even make connections with friends and family, right? Like yeah. do do people on your Facebook friends list, if you've got a few hundred people like, hey guys, you know, I, I resell. Um, but that's what I was leaning towards. Yeah. I wasn't leaning toward the other one. Yeah, no, no, exactly. We haven't even... Past, we haven't even pressed the pedal on that one. Like no. we, I have not looked to buy inventory from anyone yeah. during our whole time doing. It's it's always people have approached us, right, right. But if we wanted to, we could press the pedal, and I'm sure we get all kinds of stuff. But yeah, you're right. Like that. That's what I was leaning towards. Yeah. I want to make it practical. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's right. So if you were to have, let's say, some some friends on Facebook and say, like, hey, I know people are doing spring cleaning, garage sales aren't really a thing right now. If you've got stuff you're willing to get rid of, let me know. I might be able to offer it. And so you can start making those deals because like Orlando said, there's a lot of people who aren't dropping stuff off at Salvation Army or Goodwill or they're not going to doing garage sales right now or the things they would normally do to get rid of stuff or just even put like a little thing out on Facebook. Like, hey, if you're throwing away used stuff that's not trash, let me know. I might be able to, you know, pick up a box of stuff from you. I mean, we've had some friends who occasionally drop drop off like, hey, I bought these pair of boots, you know, wore them a couple of times. They don't really fit right. Um, do you want them? You could resell them, you know, and we'll give them a few dollars for it and we, we flip it. So you can use your, your connections like that. I mean, just imagine how many people use social media, um, maybe to the point where it's excessive of trying to sell you something, right? Like, hey, <laughs> that buy, never happens buy, in the reselling buy community. This, buy this, buy that, right? But um, you can kind of do the opposite and say like, hey, I'll give you some money if you have some stuff you want to offload. Yeah. And, but the other angle I was going to say, it could be outside of friends and family. Like if you join certain reselling Facebook groups where there's thousands of people, right. And you could say, Hey, I, you just drop a note. I'm looking for inventory. I, I know how to sell this. You will find connections, right? If you go on Instagram, right. And you follow other influencers, right. Some of them do have wholesale lots that they sell to people, right. You could also just throw throw a post on there, right? Or whatever. I mean, there are ways to source on social media. Uh, and I know plenty of people right now that have made it happen where they're like, hey, I really need inventory. Is there anybody? And then they throw it out there and then they get a few comments. Next thing you know, they found somebody, somebody. And right now people are trying to make deals, right? There's always this supply and demand, right? So there are certain people that are trying to offload stuff or some people that are getting out of the reselling game. And there's others that are saying, hey, I have the ability to buy. I want to buy some more. So again, I'm always a fan of social media. I think the the benefits to you as a reseller far outweigh the negatives of being constantly on social media. I'm not saying at the level of PHP, but... And, and you know what? He says insane. I don't think we're insane. Like I think we could do more, but you know, there's only so much time in the day. And uh, yeah, so... Social media is a great place. I, you know what? Here's the thing. Especially if you see a post 
of a post that deals with like where you see a lot of comments, like that's a place that you can just insert yourself in there and go say, hey, such an awesome find. Does anybody here know where I can find And What happens? It'll trigger it on the notification on the phone. And people that commented on that same will also get things. Hey, somebody commented this and you never know what you'll find. Now, I do have my hesitation too. You know this. If there's ever a time when all the. Can I use scam? Is that okay? Can I use the word? Yeah, I mean, that's a thing that exists. People yes. do it. We don't have okay. to pretend like that doesn't <laughs> right. exist. But there if there's scammers. ever a time that people are going to try to sell courses, it's right now. And this is why. And again, we're not opposed to selling courses. Not opposed. But there are some people that they don't do what we do consistently. They just sell courses and they do what we do a little bit. Right? And and some people like they started off really well and then they're then they gained a huge following and they still know what they're talking about, but there's others that don't know what they're talking about. So be careful, right? Vet those sources. I always say vet them from people that aren't on their testimonials. Mm. Right? Look for people that, you know, it's from behind the scenes that you can have a candid conversation because you gotta be careful. Like right now, you know, this is prime time time because prime time time can you say that prime time time because that's right a, there's a little redundant you could just say it's prime time it's prime time for selling courses because our unemployment rate is very high and many of you that are listening to us right now have possibly been laid off and furloughed and so there's a lot of people trying to find ways to make money and people are gonna you know capitalize on the opportunity yeah. so and there's almost nothing that. you can't get for free already on youtube if you like pure as a podcast <laughs> so just Throw, throw that out there. So, all right. The other thing, and this is, so I don't know. I feel like this should have been left for last, but I put this in, 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 uh, in kind of categories of safety. Like the, the, the more we go, the, the less safe it is for certain reasons. Ooh, it's getting, it's maybe, getting maybe, or, or more, or risky. But, but platform, the platform is beautiful. Yeah. Like I would say if there's, any way that if you need a really source now this takes work right so uh, let me give you some tips so what has what, what are some tips you'd be willing well you know it's kind of weird I, I was thinking about it for the first time in a long time mike i'm like do we really want to share this because we're sharing like secrets well i'm not going to give any any like secret secrets but you know just to be honest i mean um there's Nothing wrong still with using Craigslist. One thing, I mean, you got to think of demographics, okay? So uh, a lot of the people who are still using Craigslist are, are maybe a little older. So the types of things- I was thinking you're of getting, online. You're thinking about Craigslist? You're no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go online. I'm okay, just saying okay. like, so so Craigslist, you're going to get um, some older people. Um, then you've got Facebook Marketplace, uh, maybe a little bit younger, uh, but still, you know, the types of things. I mean, I, I've gotten a lot of things on Facebook Marketplace. Honestly, Facebook Marketplace has been like a goldmine for me. Um, there's like a handful of things I search every day. Um, a lot of these things can be shipped. Even now, you can still work out ways of, of, of potentially getting stuff. Um, and then you got OfferUp, you got Mercari, eBay to eBay is great. Um, you can potentially do well on Poshmark, right? Like a lot of people are. It seems like maybe Poshmark sales are really slow right now. So people are willing to offer deals. You can then take those deals from Poshmark, especially if you get a big bundle, you put all of that shipping into one, you get five or six items, and then you turn around and sell those things on eBay. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely, you just have to know your niches. You have to know what it is you're looking for. And I would just look at the things you're already selling. If you already sell toys, start looking at toys. And if you can find them cheaper on Facebook Marketplace or on Poshmark, or like maybe not toys on Poshmark, but if you can find certain things, maybe Mercari or OfferUp, uh, cheaper than you're selling them on eBay, it might be worth the go. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. So Orlando and I are always looking out for tools and programs that can be used in our own reselling to help improve our sales uh, and things that we can share with the community in order to help others. Uh, and we've been lucky enough to partner with two companies here at the same time uh, that we think do just that. So it's kind of interesting because both of these companies are competition. So uh, you know, but this is a good thing that we're advertising both, I feel, because we are really, really big on letting you make decisions and not saying like, this is the way you should do things because you know, you know, what's best for your model of selling and what you need to be doing. Uh, so we've been able to partner with List Perfectly and Vindu. And both of these are programs that can be used to cross list postings on multiple platforms. This is great because we always talk about the importance of being on multiple platforms and not putting all of your eggs into one basket. But one of the barriers to that is 
the time issue. And the nice thing with List Perfectly and Vindu is it allows you to make one listing that then gets cross-posted to multiple platforms. So you're not having to post things multiple places and spend that time. And in this case, that time saved is money you're making. So both of these companies have a special offer for our listeners if you were to sign up. Um, you need to sign up using the affiliate links that we have in our descriptions or show descriptions in order to get the uh, promotional codes. Uh, so first of all is List Perfectly. They're giving 30% off your first month, which is amazing. And they've got some incredible things that they they offer. So uh, for instance, your postings go to eBay, they go to Mercari, Depop, Grail, Etsy, Poshmark. There's just so many. You got to check it out. There's almost too many to list here. Um, and so if you sign up, you get 30% off, but you have to use our... our link and then use the code LP30. And then the other one is Vindu. Vindu is very similar. Uh, you're going to get 25% off your first month if you use our affiliate link. You don't have to use a promo code. Just click on the link in the description. Uh, and your your listings are going to go to eBay. They're going to go to Etsy. They're going to go to Poshmark. They're going to go to Mercari. So this is just a great opportunity for you to save some time, get on multiple platforms, and maybe make some more money. I want to take it one step further because, you know, what we're talking about right now, it, it can't, it could be found on other channels, right? Or somebody, we could just make a list and post it on Instagram, but I want to give you guys practical tips on online arbitrage because, and, and again, you know, <laughs> here's the thing. We're never going to share exactly what we source, right? Because we're going to destroy our own businesses if we do that. But I want to share with you tools. So, and some of you know about these tools, those of you that have rendered, you're like, Orlando, this is old news. Hey, maybe you'll find something here. But here's a few things. So eBay, to me, is the best place to source. I mean, I think Mercari, there's a lot of good deals to me. So there's kind of there's kind of a toss-up, right? eBay, there's a lot of stuff. So eBay is like going to the community sale. Mercari is like going to the one-by-one -one garage sale, right? I don't know. And some people say the other way is better, but... So on eBay, some of the things I do is number one, I go for ending soonest, right? I try to find what, and I go to auctions, right? So you look and you try to find, you know, what are the deals? Cause usually like some auctions people aren't paying attention to, yeah. and that's where you can snipe the deals, right? And there's software that you can snipe, but I'm not going to recommend any of those softwares. Do you use those? No, I Just, never have. Yeah. I never have either. And it's worked out for me, but again, we resource in niches that aren't like the, the hot niches, yeah. right? But it's profitable. For instance, I'll give you an example. Like the other day, I sourced one of my niches and I paid $15 for like the lot of stuff that I paid for. And I sold one item out of how many was in there? There's eight in that. I sold one for 35. Right. So automatically profit paid for everything. Everything else is going to be profit from that point forward. Nice. So the other thing I will say is use the word lot. Yeah. Lot. Right. So there's some people that know jewelry real well and you can have some jewelry scores, right? There are some people that know other lots <laughs> really well and they can find some scores, right? Action figures, comic books, right? I mean, DVDs, you, you name it. You get you, anything like Disney stuff, plush. I mean, here's the thing. And I'm seeing more and more of those. Like even this morning I was doing some online sourcing and as the economy right now is in a tough place, a lot of people are just trying to offload stuff, right? So you can get like garage sale prices. Like today I bought some items for $2 a piece and I'm going to be able to flip for 30 to 40 each, right? And so it is very possible. Now, a couple other tips too. Try to find non-resellers. So how, the easiest way to figure that out is look at their pictures. If their pictures are dark and they're terrible and their description is bad, probably got a winner. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like today, like some of the stuff I was able to source because, you know, sellers are going to have, for the most part, have done their research. They're no, they know what the price is, but those people that are like, Oh, you know, Hey Betty, go list that on eBay. Like, okay. And, and you know, we, we, in our uh, upcoming interview with Snoop Dougie Doug, right. He had talked about how some people are like, yeah, I've been selling on eBay for years. And he gives a story of somebody that would like list their stuff on a trash can. Yeah. Right. Like, they're not going to get that much money for it because who's going to buy something on a trash can, right? So it's the same thing. Like a lot of these listings are looked over because people are just looking for the good picture. So you got to think opposite when you're sourcing. The other thing is, and there's so many things I can talk about here is look for typos. Have you ever done that? Yeah. I mean, that's hard though. It's really tough um, because I mean, there's, there's common typos maybe. Um, 
I'll give you an example. I was looking up, I was trying to find a LuLaRoe lots. And the reason why, and I, I couldn't find any at decent enough prices is I've done really well at garage sales, being able to pick up like 50 or a hundred Lulu, LuLaRoe. Um, it's so items. funny cause it's the non bolo, but you've been making it happen. Yeah. So like new, new tag. Well, the hard part is it's hard to find people who are willing to let it go. Right. Some people still want, yeah, they want their money dollars for each item. But if you can find places, people that'll to offload all of it for 50 cents an item or 25 cents an item, it's a gold mine, right? So I was hoping, okay, maybe I can find lots of that. And an a, example typo, instead of Lularo, people were putting Luluro, right? And so even with that, and I found like maybe 20 or 30 people who had that typo, they're still asking the same price. Now, they're not getting the bids, but their price that they're asking for is still so much higher. Like they're starting auction bid price is too high. So if you can find the right niche where they start with like a 99 cent auction and it's a typo, you might be okay and you might be able to find it. Now, the hard part too, though, is I feel like eBay does a pretty good job of lotting in even typos unless it's significant, right? Like, did you mean... I got a tool that I feel we should charge money for for sharing this right now. Oh, then maybe don't do it. Just no. share with me. No, but okay. I'm just going to drop this. Do it. Should we? Do, I don't know. Okay, do so if you go to Google, right? And just type in, some of you know this, man, I don't know. 100% free. Always. We want to help you guys. We're in a tough time. This is why I'm willing to share these things. Like if the economy was booming, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know. We're being really real right now. What, what are you going to do? It? Are you going to say it? Or are you just going to talk I, about I am. I'm it? just, I'm just having this ethical dilemma right now. So, so, so while Orlando's over there having a Google, existential crisis, Google, okay, just go to, go to fatfingers.com or Google fat fingers. What a great name for a website, know, right? You type in an item, right? That you usually source for. Now I'm typing in something. Mike can see what I'm typing, but you guys don't know. So you type in what that name is and then you click view on eBay and what it'll do, it'll, it'll give you all the typos, right? So I just, I just did this just recently and it gave me some good stuff. Hmm. So if I type in, let's say, I don't know, I don't know, so, uh, let, type in anything, right? You type in the correctly spelled title of something and then Harley shirt. Yeah. Harley shirt, whatever. Right. Okay. So you saw what I just typed uh -huh. in, right? But look, see the typos, mm. see the typos. So Mike is looking at my screen and there's all these typos. So look, there's sourcing opportunities. Mike's like, I'm going to go home and do this right now. But if you click, so go to fatfingers.com, you type in the word, what it should accurately be spelled. You click view on it and it's going to give you all the ones that have been misspelled. Now, some of them, you're not going to get deals, right? Right. Because they're just like, you know, like Gary Visas, sellers, not spellers, <laughs> right? On our last reaction video, right? Because I'm looking at some of these and some of these, yeah, they, they're, they're priced, right? But like this person left the last letter of that word right there. Mm -hmm. Right over here, they switched the vowels, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I have found a lot of deals this way. Hmm. So that's a good tip. So if there's, <laughs> I think that tip is worth the entire podcast. There you go. Should have. Okay, we're done. That at the Make beginning. Sure to be real, be relevant. No, <laughs> I know a lot of you probably are like Orlando. We know this, but a lot of you don't know that. So check it out. Definitely worth it. And hopefully that helps you guys sort. So this is why I say platform and platform is the best way. One, you know what you're buying for the most part. Two, you can return something if it's not worth it. Three, it's like you can be very selective, right? You're not, you're not buying a pallet of junk. You're not you know, paying up for a manifest. You're not paying exorbitant amounts for shipping because some of these have free shipping, right? And some of these have reasonable shipping. So if you go platform to platform now, there's other software that you can do. And I, I, you know, we could list out the software, but there are good software out there. And all you have to do is Google retail arbitrage or Google eBay to Amazon flips or Amazon to eBay flips or whatever. You will find some of that software. We may be sponsored by one of those softwares here soon, uh, but it's out there. And this software will find stuff for you and tell you how much profit you can make. So that's another way you can do platform to platform sourcing without having to do it. I like it manually because I'm in the secondary market and I'm just going to sell. I just go eBay to eBay. Mm. Right. But there's a lot of people that are making a killing right now doing eBay to Amazon. But right now I'm not, we're not pushing that because right now if you have non-essentials, you, unless you're doing merchant fulfilled, like it's not worth it to you on Amazon. Yep. So I don't know. You okay with the, yeah, with this? Good. 
Should, should we remove that from the podcast? No. Why? I'm just joking. We want to help you guys out. That's what we're about here. But before we move on, hey, if you're not following us on social media, uh, we also are hoping to continually drop value at an insane amount, like Mike said. Um, Pure also podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Yes, even on TikTok. Yeah. And you can find us on Twitter. We are Pure Soul Cast. Uh, you can always leave us a phone call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. That's purestofpodcast at gmail.com. And I want to say thank you to those of you who have been buying our shirts during this time. Yeah. Like, we don't expect anyone to buy shirts, but thank you so much. Really, It does support us. It does help us out, you know, with the podcast. Let me so give on. you a good reason why you should buy a shirt. Oh, are right we now. trying to, I don't want to sell our shirts right now. I mean, if you, if, if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. Don't okay. buy it. Right. Like, but a good reason to buy the shirts are if you're stuck at home and you're, you're at home a lot, right? Like I love being comfortable. One of the nice things about oh not goodness. having to go into the office as much is like, I kind of get to be a little bit more comfortable. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm wearing pajamas uh, from the waist down right now, but I'm not saying I'm not right. So uh, anyways, <laughs> our shirts, the Pure Soul Podcast he, shirts pants. are probably the softest, most comfortable shirt you'll ever very wear. True. That is very true. You're going to love it. Uh, so you can just lounge around the house and then you go out and it still looks stylish, you know? So much so that Mike would not let me, like I was trying to get a shirt that would have been cheaper to sell and we can make more profit on. Quality, man. And Mike would not let me. And so, yeah, we're taking a cut in profit to provide you quality shirts. Comfy. Comfy, comfy. All right. And then, uh, hey, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't followed us on YouTube, please subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that bell notification. And also hit those notifications on Instagram because we're doing a lot more lives lately. So and on TikTok, too. So. All right. Um, what's next? We have a good segment, don't we? There's a part that we really love sharing. Yeah, we do love sharing. Are, are Is we that your way of telling me to hit the uh, the soundboard? Hit the soundboard. All right. Here we go. Come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. I love this. Yeah. Because these are still happening. Yeah. List everything. Yeah. All right. So go ahead. Why don't All you right. start us off? First one. Hustle of the week. Comes from Brian. Instagram handle Brian Elborn. Um, had some items to sell that normally would be in a death pile. Listed two Magnavox recorders. One picked up for eight dollars at a garage sale, and the other one for twenty dollars at a thrift store. Uh, so he picked them up from his, or he sold them from his inventory reserves. Right? If you got them, list them. Right? You never know. You're sitting on cash. This is why we're sharing this one. Like I told Brian, like, can we share this? Because this is real. <laughs> yeah. Sold one for one hundred eighty-four dollars ninety-nine cents, and the other for one hundred forty-five dollars and ninety-nine cents. I mean, yeah. If you're stuck at home, you got your kids, and you, you know, you got a bunch of VHSs, and, and your your VCR is broken. You know, people might be buying VCRs right now, right? So they actually are. So, so you know, get it if you got it. Listen, it. that's all I'm saying. Good job, Brian. Those are those are some excellent sales. I love when uh when you can make VCRs or VCR DVD combos. Uh, I mean, it's just it's like it's almost like easy cash, just easy. But it just work. It's work. <laughs> it's work. It's them. easy, but it's so hard. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. But the profit is nice. I mean, eight and twenty to almost. No, more than $300. Yeah. Like, you're good. So, appreciate that, Brian. Good job, Brian. At Brian Elborn on Instagram. Proud of you. All right. Next, we have Tisdale. She's local. Did you know that? Uh-uh. So, hopefully, at a meetup, maybe we'll meet you. Uh, so, Tiz of all trades on Instagram went to the store that shall not be named Dun, Bins. dun, dun. <sighs> we haven't been there forever. I've never been there. Oh, no. The Bins? Yeah. Well, these are... Yeah. She went to the good Bins. She didn't go to... uh our bins, which are like, man, it's interesting. All right. So Tisdale went and found a new tags, Layla Rose cashmere cape dress. Original retail was $1,600. Paid $1.94 and took an offer of 150 plus shipping. Nice. Now, some of you might be going like, what? Like she could have sold that for so much more. But she was very clear with me. She said, Wanted more, but desperate times call for desperate measures. Yep. Yeah. Right? Right now in this time, it's not time to hold out. I'm, I'm not saying like sell yourself for cheap, but if you, you have a cash flow issue, like get that cash flow in. Like make those sales. That's right. I saw Mike's hesitation. Like I'm not like sell, 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 like sell it all. Like five. No, no, no. Like you want it to be worth your time. Orlando says, sell it all for dirt cheap and give me your eBay store while you're at it. No, no. See, that we don't do those things. 
We do not do those things. So right. thank you, Tizzo. Hey, Tizzo, you made the right call. And bins, man, I, I got a shout out to you because bins are one of those things that Mike and I just, I don't know. And will bins change after all this? I don't know, man. Right? We don't know. Or are people like immune because of the bins? <laughs> just throwing it out there. I don't know. All right. All next right. one. Next one comes from Damien, IG handle at yard sale flip. Picked up a watch at a flea market for $2, had the watch for over a year and had several jewelers take a look at it, found it was difficult to authenticate without paperwork and decided to put it on auction. After a week of auction with over a hundred bids, bids, it sold for $660 plus shipping $2 to 660. That's like, that's like hustle of the year. That's like hustle 2020. That's well, amazing. It is, and what I love about what he said there, he took it to several jewelers to look at it found it difficult to authenticate and just ended up listing it. And that's something that I think a lot of, I get stuck on. I have some death piles of stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's probably worth more money. I got to send that to get graded or whatever. Sometimes it's just, just list it. Like it might go to another reseller, but if you're spending all that time, like you got to think about how much time are you spending? That's taken away from your profit because you keep wanting to find that Holy grail number, right? Mm -hmm. Which may not even be there. So Damien definitely made the right call on that watch. Hey, two to 660 sounds like a holy grail number to me. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, all right, what's your hustle? Oh, anyways, real quick. Brian, Tisdale, Damien, thank you so much for sharing your hustle of the week. If you yeah. haven't been, follow hashtag hustle of the week. Share it on Instagram. And sometimes we like to shout it out. Sometimes we'll shout it out on the podcast. It's a great resource to find things that will make you a ton of dough. Yeah. So, all right, all Mike. That hashtag. <laughs> what is your hustle of the week? Um, man, I've had a lot of actually really good sales I've been happy with this week. Um, one that I was actually sad about. I was happy about the money, but um, I picked up at a thrift store a Nintendo 64 bundle that came with two video games, right? Came with um, 007, uh, GoldenEye, oh, and 007. We should have played a little bit first. It would have been great. We should have done a, like a Twitch stream. Yeah, it was GoldenEye <laughs> and one of the other 007s. I don't remember. So um, I was kind of sad to see that one go. But it was nice because I, I think I paid like 35 or $40. I got a pretty good deal on it for the Nintendo 64 and the two games. And it worked, right? But I decided I was going to sell the game separately from the console. So I sold the games for, I don't even remember the number now, but I know that just the games alone more than paid for what I, I, I bought it for. I sold the Nintendo 64 today um, or this week for over or close to $100. And to be honest, I'm a little sad about that because the Nintendo 64 is one of my favorite gaming consoles of all time. It's and part of me was thinking like, man, if I, if I if this doesn't sell, I've listed it. If it doesn't sell, maybe I'll hook it up. Maybe I'll buy a couple of N64 games. And then it sold for full price. Nobody even, it wasn't even an offer or anything. It was full price. Um, so it's gone. And so I'm a little bit sad, but I'm happy. It's it's always nice when you can buy something and then you take a piece of what you bought, you sell that and that pays for it. And then the rest of it is just pure profit. Now, I probably, I don't know if I would have bundled them together, if I'd have made as much, maybe, I don't know. Um, but sometimes it's worth doing, right? To buy mm -hmm. something and to break it into pieces and sell it out as opposed to lotting it all together. That goes back to what we talked about earlier. Sometimes it's worth buying a lot of something, maybe it's video games, and then piecing them out and actually making more money. Agreed. Agreed. And again, time's the issue, right? And now that you have time, maybe it's worth your time, right? But if you need that cash, maybe it's not time to part it out. Just yeah. put it all together and just flip it. So that's a good rest of the week. Thank you. Sorry, I'm about to uh, buy something that I just sourced online. Oh, geez. You can't be sourcing on our podcast. <laughs> I know, but whoa. Unacceptable. Wanna, they're charging me $5 shipping on this one. I don't know. They said, I don't understand. It said free shipping. You got to be careful about that too. I've seen a lot. Of, have you seen a lot of that lady lately? Lady, lady, lady. <laughs> lately, where like it'll say free shipping. Like I get messages from people that are like, "Oh yeah, free shipping." Oh no, it does say shipping. Okay, but it'll say free shipping, and it still charges you. So be careful of that. All right, my hustle of the week, man. I feel like I've shared this hustle four or five times. I'm gonna share two. <laughs> Trains. Right now, and, and actually, I know this because we had the privilege of eBay had us on one of those calls. So, mm -hmm. and, uh, they're, they're sharing some info and I think they're dropping some of that soon. I don't know, but they talked about how like trains are doing real well right now. And I actually have more death piles of trains. And, uh, there was one that was like $30. I bought like so all these trains at, at a thrift store, you know, our, th like the thrift store we go to 30 bucks. And it had like six or seven trains, had some tracks and it was finally time to list. 
I listed all of it. Within 12 hours, I sold one train for $37. So I already made my money back. I sold another one for $21 plus shipping. And then I started selling algorithm triggered. I started selling all these train pieces, right? So what I'm saying is obviously, you you know, if you're not knowledgeable in trains, like you got to learn it a little bit. Like I know more, but that's because I've sourced these huge bulk amounts and I've had to learn like what's valuable, what's not. But maybe in your attic, maybe in your garage, maybe your grandparents, maybe your parents, maybe you got trained somewhere. Yeah. Right. Trains, man. So this is like bolo status too. Right. So I already made all that money back. The other thing is I have these Leapster leapfrog magnets, like fridge magnets from that I sourced from Toys R Us like two years ago. And when I source these, I remember it was at a, I forget what, it was a Toys R Us up, up in LA and they didn't know how, what to price it at. So they just told me, get whatever Leapster item you can and we'll give you half price on it. So I picked the cheapest Leapster. Now here's the crazy thing. The cheapest Leapster thing I found was $12. I was hoping for less. So I got these for six bucks. Man, those fridge magnets are selling. It's crazy. I'm going to, I'm going to be selling some local. We'll talk about some local stuff too. But here's the thing. Like if you, man, I feel like we're doing Bolo Hustle of the Week, but we are. Like if you have Ed stuff. I mean, every Hustle of the Week is a Bolo. It is true. But if you got educational stuff, like list it. Like even fridge magnets, because people are trying to find ways. I hate saying this, but I'm a parent. I have, I can say it, to occupy their kids, right? That's what we're all trying to do right now, right? During the Zoom session, which is crazy that there's Zoom schooling happening right now. Uh, because who's really learning in Zoom? Let's be real. Hey. I know I teach, I'm teaching with zoom too. Okay. I get it. But I'm like, 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 listen, I'll be real. My oldest son is like playing Nintendo switch with his buddies on the side while the zoom is happening. Well, I'll just say this with, uh, by the way, hopefully nobody from the school just heard that. Um, I've done, I've done online schooling for college. I've done in class and online. And I'll say this online, especially if it's like through forums and stuff like that, not necessarily like, trying to do live part of the problem is everyone's trying to do like live yeah, lessons yeah. it's better if you do it through like Agreed. like asynchronously through it's through, not education podcast yeah. but yes we um, agree. i'm just gonna say though you just like social media you're kind of forced to participate more because there's an interaction going that doesn't happen always live so same thing with what we talked about with like going to social media is when you're interacting with a group on social media and you've got bolos and you've got hustles of the week and you're you're commenting and then you're explaining things, you might actually get way more interaction than if you're just meeting a couple of people and talking in person, right? Yep. Because there's this this like constant thread that's going that people are adding to and expanding and and the learning that can happen online is actually significantly more than can happen in person if it's done and facilitated correctly. So that's just an encouragement to you guys if you are you know, not just trying to keep your kids occupied and worried about whether the education that they're doing at home is going to be useful. If if the schools are doing it right or if you're helping and, and helping facilitate it, it will be useful. Your kids aren't going to be losing knowledge. They could still gain knowledge. But even you can use the internet. You could use social media. You could use YouTube and have uh, an incredible amount of knowledge gain mm -hmm. that might seem like, oh, you just learned that online. Well, online is a great place to learn things. We live in the 21st century. It's just the way things is. It's the way things is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> the English teacher, I just cracked me it's the up. way things are. It's all right. It happens all the time. The other day I put, I posted on the Instagram, unique sell. And it's like, no, it should have been unique, but I already posted it. Like, it is what it is. It is what it is. Sellers, not spellers. That's right. So, all right. Anyways, hey, deals are happening. Sales are happening. Keep listening. And even if you're listening to this in 2049, sales are still happening. Got a future teller over here. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's get back to our sourcing. All right, so yeah, I talked about this a little bit. Friends and family, I shared a little bit, but you know, if there's ever a time to let people know you're a reseller, it's probably now. Yeah. Right? I, and again, you can do this in a safe way, right? I mean, and we'll talk about porch pickups in a little bit, but I, I really think right now, like people are even going to be more understanding, right? It, you know, Back then, people are like, well, you're a reseller, da, da, da. but now it's like, hey, you know, I'm looking to sell stuff. I'm in a bind and, and you know, people are going to be willing to help. So reach out. And, and and it's hard, right? I mean, it takes humility to reach out to people. At least for me, it does. It's hard. I'm, my ego is like this big. <sighs> so, yeah, it takes a lot. But 
if you need inventory, like, and that's what I mean, this is the riskier. This is the more difficult. So we're getting to like level three, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's level three, but if you can reach out and especially I would say you all know that person in your family that just hoards stuff, right? Do you have somebody in your family that hoards stuff? Um, no, I mean, they're all like, know. uh, they all, all the, the condo thing. What is it? Marie Kondo? Is it Marie Kondo? Did I get her name wrong? That that phase that happened where everybody was like cleaning out their closets. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, that like Netflix show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that was such an awkward. Moment. I feel like going back to even like generational things. Like most people who have older parents or grandparents, um, they lived in a time where they did just just kind of store things and like hold on to things. And a lot of those things are vintage stuff. So yeah, if you can get into the basement or the attic of of maybe a parent or a grandparent, it might be a good place to source. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, with their permission. Well, yeah, I mean, or you could just do it and then, you know, tell them like, hey, I cleaned out your basement and, uh, and, and we thought it was I time. organized it for you. Here's 50 bucks. <laughs> wow. That would be, that would be terrible. This is terrible. We do not advocate to any of that. Yeah. Don't steal from your family. No. <laughs> Sad that we even had to say that. No, I mean, I'll give you an example though. So, um, I use a double edged razor when I shave. Um, okay. so the cool thing about double-edged razors, maybe this, I, I, I'm surprised I haven't really talked about this on the podcast before. I've I mean, never heard of this. Either. There's a, there's a market for vintage yes. double-edged razors, right? It's true. Um, so I use, I use some new ones, but over the years, um, I've been at uh, antique stores and I've been at some garage sales and I've been able to pick up like old school, like 1918 Gillette, like, um, auto strobe razors, different, um, razors. The cool thing about them is they last so long and some of them are valuable. Some of them aren't like you can get some old vintage uh, double edged blades that aren't are not blades. Uh, the, the actual razor themselves mm -hmm. for um, for inexpensive online on eBay. Uh, but some of them are like the holy grails of razors. And oh, people yeah. Want them, even if even ones. if it's like an old beat up one, because people will restore them and clean them. Um, so, yeah, if you've got a, a dad or a grandpa or a great grandpa who has got some double-edged razors sitting in a box somewhere because they've moved to disposable razors, there might be money there. So uh, yeah, you can definitely you can definitely find those things from if you know to ask for them, right? And then we had, um, uh, what's her name on a couple of weeks ago? And she was talking about like even used like shampoo, oh, yeah, conditioners, Jen, and things like that. Yeah, That's great, people. yeah. So That's yeah, you might be able to find, you know, your grandparents might have some perfume or something like that that's older that might still be worth money now maybe not if it's just like the avon perfume but you never know you never know what they might have and what they might be willing to get rid of um and and reality is you can use this to even help them like maybe your grandparents right now or your parents are in a tough situation yeah, and you can just point. you can just come along yes. and help them sell and say like hey i'm not asking for any profit for this but like let's look around your house and let's source your house and see things that you don't need we could turn it into cash and we can help you get through this hard time too really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. That was very altruistic. No, but it's true. Like, you know, and it's crazy how this skill set is so valuable right now. Right? Just think about it. Like, right now, people that can pivot and adapt, it's such a powerful tool right now. Right? So, thank you, Mike, for sharing that. You're welcome. All right. So, friend of the family. All right. Now, local connections. So, this is going to be kind of like, I wish I had done this or I'm glad I did this. Right. So right now I'm hitting up all the people that I have sourced from in bulk in the past. Mm. Right. So I have my Harley guy and I have my cowboy boots guy and I have this person and I have this person. And it's a great time right now because now more than ever, they're like, you know what? Uh, may I, maybe I want that cash. Right. Maybe I'm willing. And I, I already have somebody that I've been texting back and forth and uh, they got busy because <laughs> there's another item right now that's hot that they're working on. But we're going to meet up. Hopefully this now we're not going to meet up. We're going to virtually meet up. And then we'll talk about how to, you know, safely make the sale. But, you know, she's going to show me the items that she has and um, we're going to work it out and make a bid. And I'm going to have more inventory. Right. So this is when to tap into those resources. So if you've already made major purchases from people and I know this is common sense, but maybe you haven't thought about this, right? Go back, go in your phone log, like go, go in your text, see who have you made big purchases from. And if you haven't, well, now is the time to, uh, we said in the, was it the last podcast we were talking about? Get your business cards done now, like start 
you know, making those connections. And maybe you could do that now. Here's another way you could do this. So this bleeds into our next part here, porch pickups, which is local marketplace. Yeah. And I just, I was, I just had an aha moment and okay. I'm going to be honest, somebody can just take this and run with it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask for any royalties, but if you make millions of dollars off of this, I'm going to ask <laughs> that you uh, maybe spot me some. Um, spot me some. So I was initially thinking, and I think we all understand like where this is going as far as like you can still source potentially on Facebook Marketplace and say like, hey, leave it on the porch, and yeah, yeah. leave the cash, whatever. But one nice thing, I mean, a lot of people are using things like Venmo and and, and mm-hmm. apps like that now, right? So you can still, you can have a money transfer without having to transfer in hand, right? Uh, which is nice. But what if, because one danger is like, okay, we're going to do Venmo. Uh, but there's still like, like you almost think of like the old standoffs of like release the hostage and I'll give you the money. Yeah. You leave the yeah. money first and I'll leave, I'll drop off it's the like hostage. like episode of 24. Yeah. Right? It's like, like it's back and forth. Like who's going to move first? Like how do I leave it in the middle and I'll send them to the middle, you know? Um, something like Venmo, you you run the risk of, do you trust the person? Like, are they going to leave the item out? Do you Venmo them ahead of time? Or do you take the item and then you Venmo them? So are they going to trust that you're going to actually Venmo them? Or are you just going to grab the stuff and get in your car? There needs to be a program. This is this is my little brainchild here. And I don't know how it would work, but I think this is a genius idea. And I might be shooting myself in the foot. This might be my million dollar idea. There needs to be a Venmo-like program that operates like a um uh, like an escrow, where it's actually like held. And I don't want to say by like a third party. It needs to be like easy enough where it, it, it's not hard to use. But the money like sits in in like a limbo and it can't be taken, but it, the other party doesn't have access to it until like both parties agree to the transaction like the transaction has gone through so like you put the money into like this limbo mm-hmm. stage yeah. where the other party can get it you get the item and then that money is is they they now get it or if they don't leave the item then you have to find some way of arbitrating this you know escrow program but that might be like a way of making everybody feel safe like it goes in here i can't take the money back and you can't get it until this transaction we're both happy with well i will say i mean ven venmo is a way to do it uh paypal to me is the safest one uh, Venmo doesn't have as many protections as PayPal has. Yeah, but you've even mentioned like if you use friends and family on on PayPal, you lose a lot of those. Well, protections. that's what I mean. So you got to do the merchant one. So are you gonna like if you're going and picking up a twenty dollar item at somebody's house, are you gonna be taking the fees on the PayPal? Like, is it worth it? Well, if I'm selling it, no. If you're buying something, well, if I'm buying, I'm not paying any fees. It's the seller that pays the fees. You know well, but yeah, but what if they don't have PayPal, right? Like if you're like, well, hey, no, no, I, can I know. You. In a perfect, I'm saying in a perfect world. That's all I'm saying. Now, obviously, this is all risky, right? But what's the greater risk, your health or losing a few bucks? Unless <laughs> you're making a major purchase, then you got to be careful. But there is so much opportunity. Like right now, there's an item that I want to pick up. Now, again, only if you need to, which, you know, you can do it now with ring doorbell. It's really nice, right? Do you, do you have a ring? No, I'm off the grid, man. That's How right. I possibly right. have a ring. Yeah, right. But with ring, like it makes it really easy. And so maybe, and man, we should have put like an affiliate link for ring or something, but this is the time to get a ring. Maybe you do, you do the Selvia ring. You hold the item up in front of the door. You hold the money. I'm putting the money into. That's what people are doing though. That's what people are doing, right? And you know, you do those porch pickups and I'm telling you, there, there's a lot of opportunity right now. I mean, I, I will say if you can stay home, stay home, right? If it's an essential that you have to make that money, then that's a different scenario, right? But, you know, we're dropping this on Wednesday, right? And this is supposed to be a pretty tough week, right? So if there's ever a time that I would say, like, do the other ar- online arbitrage, it's right now. And then save these ideas for later on. Yeah, that's good. Right. But, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but it's, but here's what I say. Check different apps. So you got Facebook Marketplace, you have LetGo, you have OfferUp, you have good old Craigslist, which is still a viable platform to buy and sell. And then the Nextdoor app. Have you used the Nextdoor app? Uh Uh-uh. So you should get on there (coughs) just for, just for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Just just to hear people ranting about stuff. It's just, it's entertaining. Oh, I'll have to try it out. You should. But there's a lot of deals to be made on the Nextdoor app. And people, I, I feel more comfortable in the Nextdoor app. I'll give you a story right now that I, I, I need to take care of this. So somebody actually said, hey, I fix clocks. I'm kind of bored. I don't know what to do, but I'll fix your clock for free. And I have a cuckoo clock that would cost me like $300 to fix. I only paid like 10 bucks for it. And I could flip it for like several hundred dollars. 
I just got to find it. That's the hard part. Like I thought I knew where it was and I can't find it, but there's an opportunity now. That's not a sourcing opportunity, but it's going to allow me to turn trash into cash. If this guy is willing to sell it. I mean, I'm willing to sell it. Is this guy's able to fix it? Mm. Right. And you know, hopefully it's legit and everything. And I'm not giving away my cuckoo clock to somebody. Yeah. Right. But check the next door app. I think that's a untapped resource that's out there. Right. I know a lot of people right now that are making deals. And again, Next door is very different. Like Facebook Marketplace, there's a lot of stuff that's been flagged. And I'm not saying sell masks. I'm not selling sell sanitizer, but there's all kinds of issues right now, right? Like on Amazon, they're forcing prices down. On eBay, there's stuff. But if you have stuff that you can help others in the community, maybe to donate or maybe to help them out, you can use the next door app, right? So that's another. And there are people that are giving away. So the other thing we didn't talk about is remember you're making those Craigslist ads? Yep. Right. You can throw those up on next door and Facebook and let go and offer up. So think about how many people you can find by just placing an ad and say, hey, I'm looking for this or telling people, hey, listen, I know right now that the store should not be named. Don't t- title that in your in your flyer is closed. I know that savers is closed, but, you know, I, you know, I'm willing to accept donations. I can get it off your hands like it's a perfect opportunity for you. Yeah, I was talking about that. We saw, you know, big old bins in a parking lot it's like we we take used clothes and it's like man i wonder if you just set one of those up like i've thought about that myself like like what if what if i just like you know we know some business owners and i just say hey man i'll pay you whatever so so a week can i just put this up in your parking lot like yeah electronics recycling i'd be scared of what's in there yeah if if one of you i know there's probably some listeners that have those i want to know like what what are some of the weirdest things you found in there Right? Because I'm sure random stuff gets thrown in there too. Yeah. It'd be like going through the bins. Even worse. Potentially worse. Yeah, potentially worse. So, so hey, so how do you source if you can't leave at home? All right. Number one, think about, do you need to do that? Two, there's wholesale, there's bulk companies, there's social media, there's platform on the platform. Then there's local sourcing, friends and family, local connections, porch pickups. So many options available, right? So, you can make this happen. We can all get through this. We can continue yeah. making those sales. And again, it's all about that hustle. So make it happen. That's right. You have anything else you want to add? Nope. That's it. That's it. All right. So with that being said, hey, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Please. Please.